On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There, are, there is this tendency or common theme within many of our movies and many other mediums and stories that we tell that have to do with revenge. Different stories like The Terminalist and John Wick more recently, other stories from the past like Minority Report and other sorts of movies have a tendency towards, at the beginning of the movie, seeing some sort of tragedy, some, someone's loved one being taken away unjustified and then the story being an unfolding of revenge being worked out. And the interesting thing is, even though these are typically secular stories, at the end of the day, revenge is always portrayed as unsatisfying, as something that, in the end, doesn't really work out for our good and the good of anybody. Even the relationships that remain have a tendency to be destroyed as one seeks revenge, the main character oftentimes. And I think that this is something that even a truth that just comes to our human mind and we can see that at the end of the day, whenever we seek revenge, nothing really is accomplished except our further destruction interiorly and the destruction of our relationships and perhaps even the destruction of other lives. And I can even see this in the example that growing up or in my young childhood, my godfather was tragically killed and it was, he was killed in the job, and it was a mistake that was made at his place of, by his place of work. And someone, within a few years after his death, approached my grandfather, encouraging him to seek revenge by suing the company. And although he wasn't necessarily opposed to just seeking that, but it was the fact that it was framed in terms of revenge that he refused. He stated that he had no desire to inflict or to even try to inflict any of the pain that he had experienced upon anyone else. And my mom has shared that story with my sister and I many times about growing up. And it's a story that kind of 
imprinting itself upon my heart, a reminder to, to my best of my ability, which I've oftentimes failed, to not seek revenge. You see, as we celebrate this Divine Mercy Sunday, the Church gives us this particular Gospel passage, this passage in which we see our Lord come in the midst of the disciples. And the first thing he says to them is, Peace be with you. Now you have to remember this is just a few days after, the, after he has been crucified. This is just a few days, less than a week, after his disciples abandoned him, left him, and gave him up to his torturers and his executioners. If anybody had a right to be upset, to be mad, it was our Lord. But that is not what he does. But instead, the first word he speaks to his disciples after his resurrection is, Peace be with you. We're good. Have peace. Know that I am going to forgive you. It is with these words that our Lord then proclaims also. And he goes even a step further. The second time he says, Peace be with you. Whose sins you retain, or whose sins you forgive are forgiven, and whose sins you retain are retained. We see him bestow upon his disciples, the first priest, the power to forgive sins. And it is from this lesson here that we experience perhaps the hardest teaching of Jesus the necessity to forgive those who trespass against us. And in the measure we forgive, the Lord will forgive us. Rather hard words. And it is in this that we see the great message, the great gift of divine mercy that St. Faustina gave to us. On this day, we celebrate the mercy that the Lord bestows upon us, especially throughout the season of Lent, the octave of Easter, and we celebrate and give thanks for everything that he gives to us day after day. The mercy that we perhaps do not deserve, but nonetheless fills our life with joy, makes it possible for us to receive the salvation of our souls that St. Peter tells us is the goal of our faith. Without mercy, we cannot be forgiven. Without forgiveness, we cannot be saved. And if we are not saved, then our faith means nothing. The Lord comes into our midst on this day. So often, I experience on the other side of the confessional, I speak with people who have fallen away from the church, and interestingly, it's not even necessarily always because, a lot of times, it's not even necessarily because of a particular teaching or an instance, but something along the lines of, I walk into that building, it'll fall on top of me, because the Lord could never forgive me. There's this fear that whatever they have done, whatever they have done prevents them from receiving the love of our Lord, prevents them from approaching his mercy. And it is always heartbreaking because it is a lie and it is the most sinister lie of the evil one. The lie that we are not good enough. The lie that we do not match up. The lie that we cannot be forgiven. It is a lie that unfortunately too many tell themselves. And as our Lord told St. Faustina, it is not he who tires of forgiving us, but we who tire of asking him for that forgiveness. The Lord wants to forgive you. He wants to open those areas of your heart. He wants you to show 
you him his you his womb you your wounds he wants you to reveal them to him in the same way that he reveals his wounds to, to his disciples if you notice that's an interesting little detail that whenever he comes into their midst he shows them his wounds both probably as a proof that he's not a ghost he's not just some phantom but instead to show them that he is indeed real that he has truly been resurrected body and soul and divinity he is truly alive but secondly we can also take again from the words of saint peter by his wounds we have been healed he shows them his wounds to show them that the destruction that sin wrought upon him that he had to die for us does not prevent him from redeeming us but instead it is the very way by which he saves us his blood is poured out upon us poured upon you upon me and we even proclaim this in the divine mercy chaplet for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world by his passion by his death he redeemed you me he redeemed us the lord does not desire to seek revenge upon us as we so often desire to do but instead he desires simply to have peace with us his desires to be reconciled to us desires to seek us out he even goes behind locked doors they try to block him out but instead he seeks them he seeks me each and every day despite my often obstinance to allow myself to be pursued by him and we too can do this we can lock him out of our hearts fearful that he will not forgive fearful that we're not good enough but it is a lie if he can forgive the disciples who abandoned him in his greatest hour of need if he can forgive those who left him alone he will surely forgive you 100% sure he will forgive you receive his mercy receive his forgiveness many of you have probably already done this in confession but give thanks to him for that gift so often we can walk away i can walk away and simply load off i'm done give him thanks often for the gift of his mercy in your life he desires to forgive you he desires to reconcile you to himself but he also desires for that mercy to restore peace peace be with you he says those words to you whenever you come into this church peace be with you i want to be at peace with you i want to be reconciled to you i want to be close to you i want to love you these are the words our lord speaks to us each and every time we walk into his presence in the blessed sacrament each and every time we walk into the confessional each and every time we encounter him at any point in our daily lives receive his mercy with his mercy we have been redeemed with his mercy we have life not just in the life to come but also as the lesson of so many movies teach us revenge never satisfies but mercy does mercy frees us when are we forgive another person 
we surrender, we give up the power they have over us. Whenever we hold on to past hurts, we allow that person to hurt us days, weeks, months, years later. We allow it to happen again and again and again. But when we let go, when we forgive, he then can go to work. He can then give us a happiness the world cannot bestow. He gives us a peace that only he can give. And he restores a sense of contentment to our souls that is beyond all telling. The Lord desires, desires that for you. So on this Divine Mercy Sunday, give thanks for his divine mercy, for the gift of his grace, the gift of his mercy, that is without end. The treasury of compassion of our Lord's heart is inexhaustible. The ocean of mercy beyond all telling, endless. And he desires to pour that out upon you today. Receive it, and receive it with a grateful heart that each of us may come to the life of the blessed and work for the salvation of our souls.